Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best mysteries and suspense novels directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Mike Farisee, the author of what I think is the funniest P.I. series being published today, the Dev Haskell series. The 11th and latest book in the series, Yellow Ribbon, was released last month. Mike, welcome. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to finally chat with you. You and I have been Facebook friends for a long time, and I've followed mm-hmm. your series for a long time. But for some reason right. or other, I never read any of your books, and I feel oh, terrible shame. saying that. As long as you feel bad. <laughs> I do feel bad. And then you, you did a short story. Uh, Twinkle mm-hmm. Toes. And I yes. thought, okay, that's a great way to stick your toe in the water with the series, because I feel like if I start reading a book, I have to finish it. And sometimes they're just not that good. So I got Twinkle Toes, and I loved it. So like five minutes later, then I bought Russian Roulette and just started working my way through the series. Wonderful. And I won't say that I've gone consecutively through the series. Mm-hmm. I, I find your books to be the perfect thing for... Weekend reading, things like that. There, yep. I'll let you describe your books, but um, I am having so much fun reading these books and just having them there. You're you're on the eleventh book now. I just finished the ninth, and I just previewed the eleventh a little bit so we could talk about it today. But I'm going to mm-hmm. go back to the tenth and then on to the eleventh. And by the time I get that done, you'll you'll have the uh, the twelfth out. So, yep. tell us about Dev Haskell in this series. Well, Dev Haskell is, uh, it's set in my hometown where I'm talking to you from, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, Dev is uh, renowned as the laziest private eye in town. Uh, he, he He's a great guy. He'd be, he's the type of fellow you'd, you'd know in high school, and you're kind of curious what he's up to, but you know enough to just maybe keep a little distance. Maybe you wouldn't want him around your kids. Um, a lot of women uh, look at him and think, boy, you know, with a little work, this could uh, <laughs> just be fine. And then usually by the end of the book, they've thrown up their hands and uh, filed a restraining order and, and said, uh, you know, please don't ever call me again. Uh, once in a while, they just leave the state. Um, he, the, 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 the series is based on people who are in situations due to their own bad decisions no one's going to be saved from international terrorisms or a, a you know a government coup or anything like that this is uh, just dumb stuff that dumb people do uh but um you know bad decisions can make for interesting tales and that's what happens and these are interesting people and you seem to add to the cast of characters with each book because there's always someone yeah. new and then they may reappear in a later book um, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's just this cast of characters that keeps growing. Um, there's a an attorney who's uh, sort of a an office mate. Yeah, Louis Laufen. Yeah, he, he mm-hmm. is. He is. <laughs> he's just great. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he was sort of uh, asked to leave the city prosecutor's office, and uh, he helped out Dev on a situation and they became uh, office mates. Dev uh, won the office in a card game. It's on the second floor of a building. Uh, fortunately, it's got a big bay window so Dev can, uh, with binoculars on his desk, he can scan the apartment building across the street where there's two girls living and oftentimes their shades are up. So he's occupied like that. And then it's within sight of the spot bar where 
Dev and Louie uh, occasionally go for a liquid breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Um, I've, I've got to ask you about the spot bar because it, it plays a critical role in, in each book. Uh-huh. It, are you basing this on anything? There's actually a spot bar. In fact, I'll be down, I'll be down there tomorrow night doing a signing. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Yeah, in fact, uh, I got a call from a, one of the bartenders there, and he said, uh, "My son works at a you know elementary school, and all the girl, all the teachers in the school read your books. They they'd wonder if 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 they could bring them to you and you'd sign them. So I'm going down there tomorrow night, and they're gonna bring their books in, and we'll sign them. So it's it's a lot of fun. Is it, it anything uh, like the spot bar in the books? Well, let me just tell you this, Steve. Um, as, as you know, I've been out of town for a bit, and mm-hmm. I, I just I came into town uh, l- late last week, and uh, I hadn't been in the spot for a number of months. So I went down there ostensibly to meet a guy. I got down there at 9 o'clock. The guy's gone. It's just a traditional old bar, you know, and the, and the business down there is drinking, nothing else. <laughs> uh, so I walk in. There's a woman sitting at the bar, halfway down the bar, reading a newspaper. The bartender, Jimmy, has his back to me, and his arms are folded, and he's focused on a flat-screen TV up in a corner watching a football game or a hockey game, I guess. And then right at the corner of the bar, there's three guys. So that's a total of uh, five people in the place when I arrive. Mm -hmm. It's a nice summer night. Two of the guys, all three of those guys are drinking beers. Two of them are wearing... uh, T-shirts and jeans, and the third guy is wearing shoes and socks. He doesn't have any clothes on. <laughs> and I look at this guy and I said, uh, "What's up?" And he goes, "Oh, it's his birthday. That's his birthday suit." You know, like that explains it. Like, oh, okay, uh-huh. fine. I walk down to the bar. I say to Jimmy, the bartender, "Say, Jimmy, there's a guy down there who's naked. He doesn't even look at me. He's still focused on the hockey game." He goes, "Yeah, it's his birthday. That's his birthday suit." <laughs> yeah, you know, these guys finish their beers not in a hurry. They just sip them and they're chatting and stuff. Finally, the guy without his clothes on picks him up off the floor, puts him back on. Steve, I'm not kidding. He is putting his t-shirt on, just pulling it over his head. And the door opens up, and 30 people come in the door, and they're on a pub crawl. Uh-huh. And they have ridden their bikes from a classy pub down to the spot. And I'm sure someone said, well, you know, it's kind of this sleazy place, but it's okay, so you can get in, and there's no problems. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, that was, that was my night back at the spot for the first time in about four months. So. You know, one, one of the great things about series fiction in general is being able to revisit these people and places uh, that are a part of the story. The spot is one of those. Uh, the window that Dev looks out over, whether he's uh, scanning the girls that are getting ready to get on a bus or in the in the building next door. Um, yep. His vehicular problems are a, a common theme in the books as well. That Yeah, uh, it's not a car guy. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be the first guy to admit that. And uh, once in a while, he needs a vehicle very quickly under, shall we say, questionable circumstances. And he goes to a place called the Trend Bar, which is in town. And he meets with Walter up there. And Walter Mm -hmm. always has some cash deals available for a vehicle with, you know, Walter's rule is no questions asked. 
so uh, that happens. I've got a couple of, you know, Swindle Lawless. Yes, is a, she's another uh, recurring uh, character that I, both horrifies and fascinates me. <laughs> yep, yep. She's uh, been a stripper. She's been born again uh, of all sorts of things. Uh, Luscious Dixon, who made his first appearance in Twinkle Toes, uh, is back in uh, the release coming out in, at the end of June, doggone. Luscious makes an appearance. Uh, he's the, the fellow who... Uh, was in the NFL, but, but yep. cut, cut by three teams in the preseason because of his anger management issues. Now I feel dumb because in my mind I had him as Lucius. I like yeah. Luscious better, yeah. Luscious, yeah, yeah. So there's there's uh, those guys. Uh, of course, Louie, uh, Dev's uh, office mate and, and the attorney, He's uh, his practice seems to be growing. Uh, he's doing a lot of uh, DUI defense things. Uh, and seems to be uh, who very, better? Yeah, who better? Uh, very adept at that. Uh, of course, the local crime lord Tubby Gustafson <laughs> and uh, Fat Freddy Zimmerman is his enforcer. Fat uh, Freddy yeah. is another one of those characters that you just come up with, and they just crack you up throughout the book, and then you're thrilled when they show up in the next book. Yeah, yeah, they're um, they're they're a little on the warped side, you know. It's. Uh, what, what can you say? It, uh, and there is Dev just trying to soldier on, uncomplaining in the midst of it all. Yeah, there's a um, something I read on Amazon. His characters serve not so much as an example as they do a warning. And that's, yeah. <laughs> that's perfectly yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And they, they inhibit a world just below the surface of polite society. There are always people that are a part of polite society in the books, but <laughs> it's just sort of for comparison purposes. <laughs> So, we've been talking about the series. Now let's talk for a little bit specifically about Yellow Ribbon number 11 in the series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yellow Ribbon, uh, as you mentioned, it's the 11th in the Dev Haskell series. Um, Dev, uh, once again, uh, with the best of intentions, really screws things up. <laughs> and uh, he's, uh, he's got a friend, and I mean a friend who uh, is taking night classes, and she her babysitter cancels out. So uh, Dev uh, decides, yes, he'll, he'll help out, and he'll uh, babysit these uh, two kids. Um, of course, what happens is uh, within the first hour, um, <clears throat> Dev has been assaulted. The, the, the girls have been kidnapped. His car is stolen, and uh, the pistol that was in his car has been used in a, uh, a holdup of a, of a mob card game. Uh, from there, it goes downhill. Um, you know, uh, so it, it's basically based on Dev uh, trying his darndest to uh, get these little girls back uh, and and uh, return the funds that were stolen from uh, uh, Tubby Gustafson's card game. So. Yeah, who's a Tubby's a bad guy. Tubby's a bad guy who uh, uh, it has no patience, uh, and yet somehow I think he. Does he feel an affinity with Dev, or, or he just gets fed up? I'm not sure which. <laughs> he hasn't he, killed him yet. No, no, thank God. Thank God. He assists Dev uh, by giving him 48 hours to get his funds from the card game returned, and so Dev has uh, 
got his nose to the grindstone on that. All right. When you started this series, I, I think it was just about three years ago with Russian roulette. Did, mm-hmm. Do I have the time frame right? Yeah, approximately. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you have a sense that this was going to be a long-running series? Because up to that point, you'd you'd been writing mostly standalone stuff. Yeah, exactly. I've been doing standalone stuff, and um, if I went back and read those standalones, Steve, I I could see some formulation of this character. Mm-hmm. Not not intentional. It just happened. And then uh, all of a sudden, after Russian roulette, I thought, hmm. This could this could work, you know, and and it has. It's been just a lot, a lot of fun, um, you know. Dev, uh, another one of the characters uh, we didn't mention is Dev's on again, off again girlfriend. Oh, Heidi, yeah, Heidi Bauer, who, mm-hmm. who's a financial genius, and God knows why she's putting up with Dev, but she does on occasion, and then she's off to someone else who. Uh, might uh, suit her fancy a little better. And she's the one that hooked me in Twinkle Toes. That little bit with uh, with she and Dev in Twinkle Toes. It's like ah, oh, this is this is good stuff. I, I have to read this. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, where she kicks him uh, and when he's trying to wake her up in the uh-huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now these are characters I want to know more about. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's too true to life, you know. <laughs> so this is 11. We're coming up on 12 books in mm-hmm. three years. You're, you're, are, are, have you been very consistent like you are now with, uh, with, with putting these out or did you have a few in the can when you started? No, I didn't have any in the can. Um, uh, they just started uh, doing them. I think I did uh, uh, Russian Roulette and Mr. Swirly uh, in 2011, and then 2012 I did Bite Me and Bombshell. Okay. And then uh, then I started picking up speed. Um, a, a bit of that was uh, uh, being a little more comfortable with with the actual process. A bit of it was being uh, a little more familiar with the process and and just able to uh, streamline it somewhat uh, somewhat from uh, well um, you know I used to sit down and think oh God well now what's going to happen well I I work an outline might be a generous term but uh, (laughs) but I've got a you know a spiral notebook with usually one sentence on a chapter type of thing okay I know where it goes although I will say. Uh, when I sit down and start writing on any given day, nor, no one is more surprised than me at the end of the day as to what's happened. Um, you know, um, but but I, I love it. I, I, I just absolutely love it. And I think that, that readers find that astonishing. What they, they hear authors say it, and we don't really believe it. We think that uh, you've, you've got this one sentence thing that's somehow or other really means more than just one sentence and you really know where it's going. But I've talked to enough people that say things like that, that I'm beginning to believe it's actually true. Yeah. I've got a, I've, I've got a sort of a phrase in the back of my mind. That's probably a, a, a late year release on dev. And I don't know where this is going to go, but dev is going to get a mistletoe belt buckle and, <laughs> and, and wear it to a party or something. And, you know, there'll be some sort of situation that happens. I can, I can see the cover for that book already. Hello. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of fun. And then I'll be, uh, I'm starting a new series um, that, that will be uh, coming out uh, uh, early fall. Uh, and hopefully uh, I'll have a couple in the can so I can go September, October, November, December on those. Same kind of thing? Or are you transitioning uh-huh. to literary fiction? 
No, no, same kind of thing, but um, not quite so humorous. And uh, how can I put it? Maybe a lot darker and maybe a little more vicious. Okay. Uh, a cross between uh, Breaking Bad and House of Cards. Ooh. Um, the series will be uh, called Corridor Man. And uh, I've got the first one cranked out, and uh, well, we'll just see what happens. But uh, well, uh, looking forward to that. Sounds interesting. You mentioned that you just got back in town. Um, yeah. You you split time between Minnesota and Dublin. Is, is yes. this a seasonal thing? Like, are you in Minnesota for the summer and you stay away in the winter, or uh, uh, not by not by design? But it's it's uh, shaken out that way. Uh, my wife and I have a long distance marriage. She lives in Dublin. She's Irish. Mm-hmm. I live. I live in Minnesota. So she's usually here in the in the summer, and and well, she's here once in a while in the winter too, Christmas or something like that. And usually, right before she arrives, I send everyone sort of a note that says, you know, prepare yourself. Whatever the season is, she's coming to town, and it's going to be just awful weather. If it's winter, <laughs> it's twenty below. If it's summer, it's uh, you know ninety nine degrees and humid. It just you know just doesn't she wonders why we're here but then i'm in dublin usually january through uh through may um you know it's rainy and and 40 degrees but it's not 20 below and it's not icy yeah and you don't have to shovel so sounds like it would be slightly better maybe yeah maybe. yeah yeah plus she's there so uh yes with a list of chores and then once i get those done i suddenly find myself in the airport with my luggage you know? <laughs> well she's a smart woman yeah, no, she is. She's absolutely smart. Yeah. Well, Mike, this is this has been uh, great fun. I love reading your books, and it was a pleasure to chat with you. What's the best way for people to keep up with you and your work? You know, uh, my books are all on uh, Amazon. Uh, they can just check me out on Facebook. Uh, Mike Ferrissey, author. Uh, Mike Ferrissey Books is a second site, and Dev Haskell, H A S K E L L, is the third site. And I will link to all of this in the show notes so you can find those links at crimefiction.fm. Thanks a lot, Mike. Terrific. Steve, thank you so much. Really enjoyable. Thanks. This is Stephen Campbell for crimefiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.crimefiction.fm. If you are an iTunes listener, please, I'm begging you, please subscribe and give us a rating or a review. Those reviews are super important when it comes to discoverability, just like it is for authors at Amazon. Those will help other crime fiction readers find great new books like Yellow Ribbon from Mike Farrisey. Thanks for listening.